Welcome to a very special episode of EG Light Sunday Morning, our first ever transatlantic edition. Uh, joining me this week are stateside Sam McClary and city slicker Shante Bahitige. <laughs> and we just have to praise Sam's dedication to the cause. Uh, she is officially on holiday and, and yet she's joining us now at what must be what, Sam? 5am in New York on a Sunday morning? It Definitely 5am in New York on a Sunday morning, which is okay because um, the the general wake up time at the moment while we get used to the jet lag is about 3.30 a.m., 3.30 a.m., 4 a.m. Okay, so you've probably already been out for a jog or something at this point. You know, we've uh, yeah, done a few hundred miles this morning, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and with all the chaos back home, uh, actual full confession, we are recording this on Friday lunchtime, UK time, amid breaking headlines about the Chancellor's short-lived reign uh, coming to an abrupt end. Uh, it must be quite a relief to be somewhere, anywhere else, Sam. Well, um, I am watching the um, strength of the pound against the dollar and just hoping that I can actually go shopping on this holiday and not, um, <laughs> <laughs> and not be bankrupt. So, um, you know, every cloud. I mean, actually, this isn't a cloud. There's no cloud to this. It's just silver linings all the, all the way. Um, but yes, um, he's not the shortest lived, though. We were just looking at this. Apparently, okay. there is a, short, a shorter lived chancellor who died within 30 oh. days of taking oh dear. place. Had a, um, so, you know, it's quite... Mm. Um, well, I'm sure you'll take some, take some consolation in that. It, it could be <laughs> yeah. worse. It could be worse. <laughs> Um, how how has your week been at Cretech? Do you know what, um, Jeff? It's it's um it's been really good. It's been really interesting, um, just to get a whole different flavour of um an industry in a in a different place. There's there's, there's a few UK um uh people at the at the event, but not many. Mm. Um, and I bumped into and people can listen to the the podcast. I bumped into lovely James Pellet from GPE who um, is always at these sort of events he's like a sponge uh, looking for, for insights and, and intelligence and with him was um, Ella Walter Pavlo who's one of our AG Rise, Rising Stars and uh, Innovation Manager at GPE as well so they were um, having loads of meetings just learning learning lots. I bumped into Faisal um, but from Pylabs as well he's obviously out here um, bumping into a few of his um, uh, uh, LPs in in the in the fund, and also some of the um, companies that he's invested in help, helps along along the way. So there's a few UK people out here, but it's very um, very UK, um, US focused, and mm-hmm. um, just really interesting to hear from some of those really big big companies. Um, so Heinz were on stage on on day one talking about. Um, you know how they look across their their portfolio and how they're using technology and for them it was really um, important that they could have sort of platform-wide solutions you know they were like I don't really want to know about tech for individual assets for us it's about how do we manage the entire portfolio and they've got a big global portfolio portfolio there's been really great um, insights from you know some companies that I um that we in the UK may not have ever heard of, but they are massive out here just because of the sheer scale of of the country. Um, one sort of little side um, conversation that I I sat into was looking at um, how real estate and the energy markets are coming together, and um, it was it was all around land and ha- and how 
land is now a really um, desirable asset class because of the optionalities there are on it, you know, um, that it was traditionally bought for agriculture, for ranching out here. And now there's so much opportunity to create energy on, on this land. And there was a really um, interesting story about a site out in Texas that the um, owner of Arsenal Football Club, um, Stan Cronky. I can't remember his surname. Cronky, there Cronky. we go. Stan Cronky <laughs> bought back back in um, 2016. It's half a million acres. Um, and to put that in content, context, Manhattan Island, I think, is 14,000, 15,000 acres. Uh, and he bought that as um, it was ranching land, but now it provides energy for more than a million million homes. Mm. Uh, and there's lots of that going on out here in the States. Obviously, they have a bit more land than we do. Um, <laughs> they do a bit. So, so it's probably a bigger um, a bigger play, but really interesting. You know, we see the likes of Derwent London have a big land holding up in Scotland that they're using for um, solar. So, you know, maybe maybe it could happen on a smaller scale in the in the UK as well. And actually Seagrow, um, we know, has um, quite a huge um, uh, portfolio of PV on their rooftops as, as well. And the the chaps who were talking about land for energy use here in the US said they view rooftops in the same way as mm. they do, do land. So really fascinating insights, but I am quite tired. Um, I must, ad- must admit that I'm trying to take in as, as much. There are a couple of podcasts that people can listen to to get some of those insights as well. And I will no doubt um, share quite a few bits and bobs through the through upcoming leaders when I'm back from a what I think well, you, is a well-deserved break. Absolutely. <laughs> but we can we can still, even, you may be tired, but we can still hear the enthusiasm in your voice. It seems like you've been energised by your, your few days. Yeah, definitely. And that was actually... My takeaway was the passion that there was in the the room. Everyone who got up on stage was really passionate about this industry and what it can do and the role that um, technology has as an enabler there. And and the really interesting thing about here in the States is that everyone's an open book. There's no sort of, well, this is, you know, this is my sort of secret source. I'm going to hold on to this and this is what's going to give me the competitive edge there. You know they they want to talk about the innovations that they're they're doing and how they're doing it and the you know the competitive edge comes from the the way that they they do it it's not that it's not the tech and you know they're all very um, clear about you know as real estate companies pretty much all the same so why not share this um, share the advances so we can get better um, so yeah it was um it, there was a lot of passion in the room and a lot of collaboration which I think is is probably what has has me feeling um, a little bit peppier than than <laughs> than I really really feel because that's what we that's what we need, isn't it? That's that's how things change. And who knows? Maybe someone like Cronke will just buy Britain at some point. Maybe, um, maybe. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but uh, knowing no, knowing nothing about football. Um, meanwhile uh, Shante uh, you uh, are stuck back home uh, with with me and the rest rest of the team and and we were in the office yesterday it was great to uh, great to see Shante in person and and everyone else Um, but you were a little bit under the weather Uh, does that reflect the mood in the city? Uh, (laughs) Well I mean weather wise it's it's quite apt yeah it's not the sunniest (laughs) at the moment in the city but yeah I mean I don't think so. I think it depends who you ask as to the general mood in the city, or as always. 
Um, I think maybe on the investment side, perhaps people are feeling mm-hmm. gloomy and not not so happy. But um, yeah, rents are doing all right. Rents are doing well. Leasing's all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, take ups and rents soaring in the West End, according mm. to one of your headlines. Yes, yeah, they are. So the West End's doing really well at the moment. Um, we're seeing again that demand for sort of grade A stock coming in. So in the West End, that's just being snapped up um, very, very quickly. And um, yeah, and obviously the postcode comes in again in the West End. So everybody wants to be in the West End if they can be. And we're seeing that continue. Um, that mm-hmm. is still there, which is nice to see that that's one sort of sub-market that's continuing to, to retain that, that strength that it's had previously. And among your, your big stories, uh, there's GSK, GlaxoSmithKline, uh, yeah. uh, closing in on a, a new headquarters. Yeah, that was a very exciting one because obviously we reported previously um, that they were looking at taking some space in London and we recently heard that they've sort of honed in on a location, um, which is the Earnshaw in New Oxford Street. So that's very exciting. So that's about 140,000 square foot. It's um, nine storeys. So that one is mixed use. It does have some retail space in there, um, but they would be occupying the whole building, uh, which is a very, very exciting move, um, especially if, you know, considering they're moving in from from Brentford and looking at that and what it means for life sciences moves into London and the general picture that that paints is really interesting um, because we have seen some other big life sciences companies looking to move into the city as well now. So it seems that we're starting to see that domino effect that we started talking about last time, that now there will be other moves of a similar nature into the capital, which is really interesting. That is uh, really yeah, interesting, isn't it? Sorry, Jess, to jump in, because, you know, when you talk to um, life sciences or, or did maybe um, six, 12 mm. months ago, it was all, oh, you know, location doesn't really matter to to, to them. And, you know, we've heard this whole story about, oh, you know, people want to work near near home and mm-hmm. don't want to commute anymore. But to have people moving into the city yes. to nice offices um, yeah. is really interesting. So maybe people are coming back and maybe location does matter to yeah. to the, the the scientists. And um, and <laughs> I, I presume the GSK space is mainly off, office space rather than, than lab space. Yes, predominantly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have a good friend who, who who works for GSK and I was able to tell him that on the, the times he, he has to attend the office, he'll be well placed to visit Forbidden Planet, which is just around the corner. So that I'm, I'm sure I'll be excited for him. And uh, to, to, to echo what you're saying, uh, Shante, our colleague Evelina also had a, a big story about um, the yes. return of U.S. farmer giant Eli Lilly, after quite a few decades away from the capital, they're, they're yeah. on the hunt for a new London office. Yeah, exactly. So I think they had uh, they had an office, I think it was 88 years ago um, mm. in central London. So uh, that's going to be a really interesting move again for them coming back into the capital. So I think they're currently um, out in Basingstoke. So again, a move into central from, from sort of a way out. Mm-hmm and that was 65,000 square foot so again quite large quite a large requirement not as yeah. big as um as GSK but still significant so yeah that'll be really interesting I think they were at two to four Dean Street before 
so a little, we, bit, little bit of competition coming in there Shante that <laughs> Evelina's isn't as big as big as yours I like it I think um Eli and Lily are going to have quite a shock as well as where rents have gone in over the last 88 years <laughs> well that's what's interesting though isn't it that they're actually willing to move in and pay more money just to be in London mm. really interesting mm. Well, I don't know what it says for levelling up, but uh, there we go. Um, and uh, Sam, it hasn't been all about the Big Apple for you this week. You've also gone a little bit Hollywood. Uh, so can you tell us about the, the new REIT uh, dedicated to buying industrial land and developing it for film studio space? I mean, I've always been a little bit Hollywood. Um, <laughs> true. Jess, I can't believe you said I'm going Hollywood. You know, the, the star quality. You've always, you've always been box exudes. office. That, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so this is a um, really interesting one. Shante came with me, actually. We went to have a look at um, RD Studios um, over in West London, which is a was really fascinating tour, wasn't it? We had right. a look around um, an old industrial unit, a Seagrow unit, uh, on Premier Park that has been turned into um, best-in-class uh, net zero um, studios and we met the founder there Ryan Dean who's a really interesting um, chap very passionate chap as yeah. well around around the um, sort of creative industries and he um, he sees a real opportunity in the market for um, more studio studio space and we're obviously seeing quite a lot of people come into this space it's a bit it's got a touch of the life sciences to it mm. there's you know this new sexy sort of operational side of of real estate um that people think oh we can just go in we can turn a shed into a studio and boom there we there we go in comes in comes the money um ryan is keen to point out it's not quite as easy as that and there are there are um uh certain things that um studios need that real estate developers might not understand and that's you know not a real estate developer's fault but if you're not in that market you don't know that you know there's certain steel that you need to to use otherwise um he told a story of um someone who developed a um i think it was a four studio um unit and the steel that they'd used um for the framing of the building um uh, made three of three of those four studios totally um unusable when they were filming in another one because if they had you know a gunshot fired it would the steel would um uh reverberate through through all the others Mm. and um he said you can't hear it with the human ear so if you're building a you know a office block or some resi blocks it doesn't matter because you can't hear hear anything but the mics are so sensitive with um film equipment that it picks it up um, so if you don't choose the right steel, then you've screwed yourself. So it's mm. like there's all these little things that um, are just so important when you're picking a site, building a site um, that he wants to bring together and is launching a fund initially to um, buy a site. He's got the site in in mind, is in talks at the moment to um, sort of create this blueprint for, for studio space in, in the UK. And his ultimate ambition is to to grow that and to do do so and um, turn it into a, a reit of, reit of some sort, which mm-hmm. um, obviously more investors can compile into. But it's it's a really fascinating industry, and it's one of the things that we're good at in the UK, the creative industries, and we've got all the talent. Um, you know, there's so much um, production coming over here. I think he said pound for pound, 
we're bigger than LA now in terms mm. of production. So a, a really fascinating industry, quite a sexy one as well, isn't it? So, um, you know, perhaps that's the, the new big opportunity out, out there, life sciences versus studios. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, you know, if we if we need a film studio reporter, then you know, <laughs> <laughs> you have some ins, don't you, Jeff? With, with that, with that world, a little, a little bit here and there. Um, okay, so Sam, I know you're going to be at a slight disadvantage uh, with this, but I do have a quiz. I'm sure you've been, I'm sure you've been glued uh, to the EG website uh, this week. Obviously, I haven't been running around like a headless chicken trying to talk to lots of people. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, I mean, I'm, are you prepared all, I'm to... always good. I'm always good at them. I never lose. <laughs> are you prepared to give it a go? Would you like to go first or second, Sam? Um, I will go first. Why not? You'll go first. Okay. Which retailer has secured a 45% rent cut in 55 of its stores and plans to achieve the same across its entire 220 store portfolio? I do know this one. Um, so this is super dry. It is super dry. Not super drug, um, <laughs> no. Which is quite quite a blow, isn't it, for mm. landlords? I mean, great for them, but yeah, fifty five percent, forty five percent, fifty five. What did you say? Forty five percent rent 40. across fifty five stores. Yeah, yep. yeah, which I think is about a third third of its portfolio, if I can do mm. the maths in my my head. So yeah, big. Mm. Ouch. Yeah, absolutely. And if uh, yeah, if other tenants of similar standing try and do the same, it could be. Uh, could yeah cause a lot of difficulties. Um, yeah. And along similar lines, Shante, uh, which is the latest retail chain said to be considering a CVA uh, that will no doubt cause great consternation with its landlords? Oh, was that Jules? It was Jules, yes. Uh, one, one. Haven't, Jules have already gone through a CVA, haven't they? A little while ago. I mean, they all do it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> who, who doesn't love a cba <laughs> absolutely <laughs> um okay sam second question which firm has proudly taken on its largest ever number of graduates this year i know this is, i'm doing quite well i should go away more often uh, this is this is um night frank and um uh i think is this have they taken on 60 it's it's a big big number isn't it from memory i think it's 82 what what i now oh, see you? written on the screen before is is 22 but i know that is a typo <laughs> so i think it is 82 i think uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a, that's a big big vote of confidence given the, the current climate isn't it yeah yeah and actually it's really interesting because one of the takeaways that i took from i've taken from out here in in new york is there was a lot of chat around We've got to bring young people into our businesses if we want to, um, you know, survive this transformation. Yes, they need to learn that times aren't always good and you're going to go through some ups and ups and down, but downs. But the insight that that generation has is what the industry needs to to make it make it through. So, yeah, a, um, an interesting time to be taking on that many graduates. But I think mm. really um, uh, there's a lot of foresight there from from William and um, the team at Night Frank in that, uh, you know, we won't know all the answers and actually these guys might. Meanwhile, Shante, uh, which agency has appointed Kate Morgan as its first ever Chief Operating Officer? Ooh. Gerald Eve. 
Gerald Eve is correct. Well done, 2-2. Two, two. Again, another very growth-focused uh, move. Um, okay, Sam, for three out of three, the diary question. What yeah. remote working phenomenon <laughs> caught the attention of the press this week, inspiring diary to channel a classic sitcom theme? Um, uh, this was um, WFP, I think. It is WFP, yes, which Work, of course stands working, for... Working from the pub. <laughs> Indeed. Does, does paying pay 15... Go on, I was just going to say, you used a picture of Cheers. That's right. Well done. Oh, which, you've you've even. Which I think might be in Boston. Is that in Boston or is it? It Chicago? is in Boston. Well, ah, uh, so... and that's and I'm heading to Boston uh, for okay. the final bit of my trip. So I, if it really is there, I'll go and have. You a should absolutely you. swing by. Yeah, yeah. I have a pint glass uh, from the Cheers Bar, so you should you should definitely uh, go and see that. Um, okay. So Sam has managed three out of three from New York. Can you match her, Shante? No pressure. Uh, do you know why? Uh, diary speculates that the latest housing minister, Lee Rowley, might be a bit of a sour puss this week. Oh, it was because he's getting paid less. <laughs> that's that's right. It is correct. Yeah. Yes. Uh, his post has been relegated to parliamentary undersecretary of state status or puss uh, rather than minister of state, trimming a few grand off the top up uh, salary for the job. Uh, he can, of course, take consolation from the fact uh, he almost certainly won't be in the post for long. <laughs> uh, so there is that. Um, OK, with that, we can only hope that Sam will now close her laptop, down tools and start her holiday. Uh, what are your big plans for the day, Sam? Uh, so we are going to walk the High Line today because um, the sun is shining here. It's very nice. Mm -hmm. uh, walk the High Line, mooch around Greenwich Village a little, little bit. And then tonight, um, Sunday night, it's not. Thursday night, Friday night, whatever day it is, I have no, no clue. We are going to a Knicks game, which oh, will be nice. um, lots of fun. So definitely having a hot dog and a polystyrene finger. Not to eat, of course, but to, but to yeah. point at. Uh, we look forward to seeing uh, photos in the in the group chat. Uh, yeah, have to get yourself a, a very expensive Knicks shirt yes. or something. Yeah. Jersey, I believe they call them. Uh, OK, uh, thank you to you both. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Sunday uh, and to everyone at home. We'll be back uh, next week, uh, at which point, who knows, we might be digging into more on the uh, the unfolding uh, crisis uh, <laughs> at number 10 and number 11. Uh, who will be the Chancellor next week? We will find out uh, when we are back with EG like Sunday morning.